Welcome to Beauty Uncut, the podcast. I'm Kayla. And I'm Ian. And we're here to bring a new perspective to beauty, health, and wellness. Today, we're talking about next. Oh, are we? Yeah. All right. Well. What spurred this on? But. Two words. Two words? What are TikTok. TikTok. No, it actually wasn't TikTok. I just feel like, you know how everyone tries to achieve that chiseled jaw when you're probably my age in like your 20s or 30s. But as you begin to age, it's not about having that chiseled jaw, but a lot of people are getting that submental fat, the Mm. jowling, the laxity, the chins becoming the neck and like there's no there's no jawline (laughs) at all but it's not like they're trying to achieve a stronger jawline it's just wanting to create a more youthful appearance anyway yeah that was a really long to just get the definition yes that was a really long-winded answer (laughs) but in our clinic like i feel like we do a lot of facial aging Mm. and we have a particular focus on that lower submental area and i think no matter the age it's always a concern just you maybe your your goals are a little bit slightly different Mm -hmm. Was that really too long? I, I think what you're saying, can I try to decipher? Yeah. I think what you're saying is that people don't realize how much the definition of the jawline matters. Yes. Even though you're not trying to get a, a manly jawline, so to speak, you just want more definition there because that is an exhibitor of youth. Yeah. So I was going to talk about, well, we are going to talk about a few different treatments mm-hmm. on the market that help with jawline definition or help with that lower facial heaviness. Mm -hmm. Do you want to maybe go into about as we age, why we lose that jawline and why we get heavy? Like I feel like a lot of people when they start to age look heavy in this area. That's right. Yeah. And so you have to go right back to the anatomy again, right? So in your face, you've got fat pads, you've got muscles and you've got skin. So all of those things are affected by aging. Your skin gets lax, and so it's not going to be as firm. So that settles down into the the lower part of the face. Your muscles get attenuated. The ligaments get loose as well, which is what we're treating with M-Face. And so when you lose that support, the fat pads that the muscles are holding in also descend. So you've got descent of three different types of tissues. In addition to that, you've got resorption of bone. Mm -hmm. So you've got to remember that the skeleton is there as the framework. And if that's diminishing underneath, there's a good example that's used by a lot of injectors that you've got a table with a tablecloth on it. And as we age, that table's getting smaller. Right. So you've got more laxity of the tablecloth. Can I just ask a quick question? You know how in a couple of episodes ago, we spoke about bone smashing, how it helps to redefine your jawline. If you're saying we get bone resorption as we age, Mm If we had little hammers on our bedside table that we just banged our bones with yeah. like every night, mm. would that prevent that? This is exactly what that <laughs> podcast was about, <laughs> is that yeah. you're, you're not doing it. The, the mechanism, yeah, in theory works, but you're not doing it in a controlled fashion. Right. So would you go to like a facial plastic surgeon and get them to do that? Can you can they regrow your bone? Well, no, because if you're going to do it that way, you're going to need to be doing something on a regular basis directly on the bone if you're doing bone smashing you're actually going through a lot of soft tissue before you get to that bone so you're also damaging that soft tissue so moral of the story is don't smash your face don't smash your face with a hammer still okay stick to that okay even when you're aging yeah so that all happens yeah things turn south Mm -hmm. where can we go from here so very simply we need to look at what's happening so the tissue is going down so we need to lift that tissue the skeleton is getting smaller, we need to make it larger again. So those are the treatment principles. 
And what treatments fall into those principles? So many. So many. Let's so, go. <laughs> all right. I was just going to ask, you know how you spoke about those three things happening? Do we start getting more fat cells here or anything like that or no? Like I feel like a lot of women as they mm. age start to get that heaviness through that submental fat. Yeah, I think that's just a change in metabolism. It's age-related in that as they get older, they're not going to be as healthy or fit and they start to put on a bit more weight as everyone does. And then that's probably one of the first places I feel like a lot of people see it yeah. start to go there and then our bellies. That's it. I think you start to notice it in the submental area first because you're constantly looking at yourself in the mirror and in photos yeah. uh, more so than in the abdomen. Yeah. For a young person, you know, wanting to define their jawline, I feel like we all go straight to filler, which I think is fine. Mm -hmm. But when you're starting to age, you yeah. can't just go in with filler to treat it. You have to actually work on all those different layers. Is yeah. that right? Yeah. I think filler is still useful, but I would do it last. Yeah. So what would your ideal treatment plan be? I think we need to start, if we're saving the bone for last, we need to go one level up mm -hmm. to the muscle. And let me guess, it's M-face. It's M-face. Yeah. Do you yeah. want to recap on that a little bit? Yeah. So M-face is the treatment where you've got the applicators on your face. It's restoring that resting tone to the muscle. So it's not bulking them per se, but it's just tightening them up. So imagine if you've got a, a rope hanging and you pull that rope taut, that's what you're doing to those muscles. And when you do that, the muscles lift the fat pads that have descended down. So when you age, the fat pads not only go down, but they also get smaller as well. So you're losing that volume. So putting them back into place helps to give a more filled appearance, but there's also a place for filler here. Yeah. But again, I would save that for save last. Save that for last. Yeah. I will never get over M-Face and the results that I've seen from mm. it. it. If I could recommend anyone to have a treatment for facial aging, yeah. it would be M-Face. Yeah. Everyone looks like they've afterwards, obviously everything's a lot more lifted. They yeah. have that appearance of a reduced submental fat, yeah. but also it looks like they've had really well-placed filler mm. in their jaw and cheek area. Yeah. It's incredible. Yes. And that's simply just putting back what was there. Mm -hmm. So from M-Face, then we're treating skin laxity. Is that right? Skin laxity. Yeah. And so that's when you go into your RF microneedling. So you could do things like bulk RF treatments. And so you're just heating the skin. You're going to get some good collagen deposition and good tightening with that. But if you're going to do any RF treatment, it's also wise to add needling to it because you're going to improve the skin tone and the skin texture. Mm -hmm. It's really interesting. I haven't told you this, but since I've been doing my own RF microneedling, I've noticed that I cut myself less when I'm shaving. Because the quality of the skin is yeah. a lot better. Yeah. yeah. So it's less rough. The The blade will slide, you know, easily over the skin. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And then what else can you do? So we also have a treatment where it's, again, RF, but it's combined with targeted ultrasound. And this is a new one, relatively new one for me. We only had, had this machine in for a few months. And you're encouraging your body to basically develop or build up its own hyaluronic acid in the skin. So you're getting that plumpness to the skin that you could get from skin boosters, but this is your body doing it naturally. Yeah. I've actually, we've only just started yet doing it in our clinic and there was one of our staff members who had it done. Her skin looked incredible afterwards. Mm. It almost looked like she just had a big drink to the skin. It looked yeah. so plumped and hydrated. And we also had another male client who had the ultrasound RF around mm. his eyes. He went and had a facial analysis done at Rationale. 
And they were like, have you been doing something to your eyes? Yeah. Because the exact motion where the ultrasound RF around the eyes was, the skin apparently was like immaculate. Yeah. Yeah. So that's amazing. And I would really like to see their photos yeah, that they same. took of the analysis because I think it'd be really interesting. Yeah. And then another one that we were going, that we've kind of started doing more in clinic is the Embrace RF and thread lifting combination. Mm. Yeah. This is interesting that we have come to the party uh, in terms of combining these things, because being all about multimodality, I think it's still easy to fall into the trap, the marketing trap where you say, this is a, a solo treatment from a certain company and that's the treatment. Whereas what we're doing now is taking that treatment from one company, another so-called solo treatment from another company, putting them together. And the results so far have actually been really amazing. Yeah. So it just gives you more like a far more superior result than yeah. doing them on their own. That's it. And how did that, how does that treatment work? So with the Embrace RF, uh, also known as the Embrace RF is the platform. You have face tight, AccuTight, body tight. Those are all different hand pieces on the machine. Mm. That's using radio frequency deep down to tighten the fibroceptal network. So this is what connects your skin to the deeper tissue. And when you heat that up, it contracts. And so with the contraction, you're going to get skin tightness. The application of RF is also on the skin surface. And so like any other RF device, you're promoting collagen deposition there. So that's that treatment. With the threads, you're actually physically holding that skin into the right place. And so when you do that, you then allow it to heal where it should be, as opposed to relying solely on the contraction. Right. So if you were going to do these treatments separately, <laughs> what results would you see if you did them separately compared to if you did them combined? So I think with the, just with the RF treatment with the Embrace RF, you're going to see tightening. You're going to see more definition. You'll see if there's a pocket of submental fat there, that's usually liquefied during the procedure and can be sucked out. So there will be less volume, yeah. but you're not going to get as much definition as if you combine it with the thread. Right. In the same note, if you just do threads without doing the embrace, you're going to have more bulky tissue that you're trying to lift. So it makes it harder uh, from a mechanical standpoint on the thread, and you're not going to get as much movement of that tissue. Interesting. Hmm. And how often do you need to do these treatments? It's going to vary so much for everyone. The results from, let's say, Embrace, people say, you know, two, two and a half years they're expecting. The results from a thread, it takes about a year and a half for that thread to fully dissolve. And it leaves behind a... Like a scar? Like a scar to, to hold that in place. So you're still going to have an effect there, but it's not going to be as noticeable after a year and a half. Right. So about a year and a half to two years yep. is like when you should then reconsider getting yeah. that treatment done again. You said before that it leaves a scar in place. Mm. Does that mean going in to have another treatment will make it harder if there's scar tissue in place? It makes it a little bit more difficult to pass the, the probe underneath because, and I've done this before on people who have had it in the past, there's definitely more fibrous tissue there that yeah. you've got to get through. So that doesn't mean you can't have it. Yeah. And also another question along those same lines I've had is, does that make getting a facelift more difficult? And no, it does not, because you're actually going into deeper tissue right. when you do a facelift. So you're, you're kind of underneath all of that. 
And what about someone who's maybe had a facelift, but they're starting to, because a facelift, again, it doesn't last forever mm. either. And I think that's a common misconception yeah. that people think they can just get one facelift mm. in their life, which absolutely they can. But can you do these treatments after a facelift to kind of bring everything back together? Yeah. So everything we've talked about so far, including the M face, everything, all of that's considered maintenance for a facelift. So okay. once you've had it, it's actually good to get these regular non-surgical treatments so that you're not having to look at another surgical facelift you know, 10 years down the track. Great. And then when does dermal filler come into all of this? So filler can be used in multiple areas. So as I mentioned earlier, we can use it to augment the skeleton to a certain degree. And for that, you'd use a very thick filler. Unfortunately, you're never going to get as thick as, as bone. So you're going to mm -hmm. have to constantly top this up. You can also use that filler to replenish the volume of the fat pads that have atrophied. Right. And so when you're talking about very well-placed filler, I think this is what you're talking about. We need to know where those fat pads are, both before and after an M-face treatment, so that you're treating the right area. And you don't want to treat that volume before you do your M-face because you're going to end up going, if you're following the volume, you're going to end up going into a compartment that's lower than you want. Right. And it also makes that lifting harder. So once you've achieved the lifting, if you then put the filler in, you're not going to have as many issues. Cool. With the, the jawline or with the lower face, what have you heard? So prior to working here, what are your only, thoughts about it? I only thought there was jaw filler. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know that there was all these other treatments. And mm. now that I work in, you know, this space where we have access to the, you know, the greatest devices, mm. in my opinion, I probably wouldn't have picked jaw filler to be my number one treatment. No. But prior, I, yeah. I did do jaw filler and I love jaw filler. But I wish that I had done, you know, M-face and microneedling and all of that first because yeah. I think I would have gotten the result that I wanted yeah. without having to have filler. And right. not that there's a problem with filler because obviously I love filler. Mm. I just think I wish I would have done these other modalities first, especially yeah. being so young. Yeah, yeah, and I think that I'm not discounting filler either, yeah. but I think the order of treatments, as we've said, is very important. Yes, yeah. Two other things that I've heard people talk about still that they were hugely popular in the industry for ridding yourself of that submental fat and sort of tightening the skin envelope. Number one is cool sculpting. I actually love cool sculpting. I hate cool sculpting and I yeah. hated doing it. Mm -hmm. I did it on my stomach and I don't think it works. I did it on my flanks. Don't think it worked. It was so painful, mm. but the submental fat for cool sculpting yeah. was some of the best results I ever saw. I think the small, those small pockets, it's yeah. definitely very effective. I almost fell off my chair seeing people's results, but mm. I only really saw the results here. And it's a very expensive treatment to have on your other areas of your body compared to like the little submental yeah. fat. Yeah. How about, or what are your thoughts on fat dissolving injections? Never seen a good result. Never mm. once. What about you? No. And, and it's apparently very painful. Very painful. You look like a bullfrog for like yeah. weeks afterwards. I've never heard of a single person being happy with fat dissolving injections. No, I think the problem with it is it's not as precise as mm. people think. And so you might get unevenness. You might not get any fat dissolving at all. Yeah. You get a huge inflammatory reaction, which they say is going to cause skin tightening. And that might not achieve the mm -hmm. tightening that you want either. So yeah. I think it's a very... I would consider that treatment a, a blunt instrument. Yeah. I would say that's probably one of the least effective ones for the submental mm. area. There's actually a few other treatments that we miss. Mini effects. Yeah. Great for stubborn pockets of fat. If you're if you do have that fat, mm. I, I recommend treating the fat 
first and then going in with like your M face and things like that. There's also liposuction as well, which I think there's other treatments you can do before going into something more invasive. Yeah. Again, I I would look at what you're planning to do in the future as well, because let's say you wanted to get the embrace treatment, which is very easy to combine with liposuction because you're already making those channels under the skin. Then maybe something like mini effects is not as important for Mm -hmm. you if you're going to go a little bit more invasive. But if you want to avoid that, if you want to look at doing M face, if you want to look at doing RF needling, then maybe mini effects is for you because you're going to dissolve that fat externally. And I don't even know if we touched on this and I'm so sorry to like jump back and forth this whole podcast, but microneedling RF Mm -hmm. um, can actually destroy fat cells as well. And I think this is a thing that we get asked a lot in clinic is, but will it dissolve the fat on my face? If you have a practitioner that doesn't know what they're doing and is using the incorrect settings, absolutely. But we tailor the settings to every part of your face. So if you are only wanting fat reduction in your submental area, we would just go higher there. That's it. I mean, the machine, it's just a tool, right? And you have to know how to use that tool. So uh, it's like a scalpel. It can cause lots of damage, but it can also benefit you. Yeah. Well, is there anything that you want to leave off? It's funny because you mentioned to me yesterday that we were going to be talking about this jaw stuff. And I started getting ads in my Facebook for those things that you chew to develop your Masseters. Yeah. Have you seen that? No. So there's a couple of different products and it's like a rubber thing that you put in your mouth and you just chew them. You know, I don't know how many reps a day. It's like, you know, they they talk about it being a face gym. So you just keep chewing this and you build up your masseters and that's meant to give you a more defined jawline. But why would you want to build up your masseters? For more definition. This is more for men, I think. Oh, okay. But I I made the mistake of clicking on one. Now I'm getting lots of ads. But it was interesting when I clicked on it to look at the before and after photos that they showed. And it was like someone with a lot of submental fat, a lot of laxity and the after supposedly just chewing this thing for three months, it looked like he'd had a full on liposuction face tight, basically everything we've just discussed. It looked like he had all of that and overall weight loss too. So I thought this is really, this is the, really grinds my gears and this has nothing to do with this I guess this topic but not before and afters especially within our industry it grinds my gears when I see practitioners having before and afters and having different angles and I'm like you are you deceiving your patient like I wish there was a because we take all of our photos clinically before and after so like in a photo room and I understand not everyone has the luxury of having a private photo room to have that but I think if you're going to use before and afters, be clear with what they've had Mm. and every single treatment and also be the exact same angle. Because if you change your angle ever so slightly, it can give you the appearance of like a better... And your lighting. Yes, your lighting as well. That's my biggest pet peeve because I'm like, it's such an unrealistic expectation for your patients. Yeah. 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 Sorry, that was my ramble. No, but but yeah, that that was the the whole point is that Mm. you're, you're getting people advertising this so much and and people are going to see it i'm thinking about the general public seeing this and not knowing all of the the things that are available and they think wow he actually got that result from chewing on this piece of rubber so i'm going to go chew on this piece of (laughs) rubber but realistically he probably did a multiple multiple maybe he did chew on this rubber but maybe he did get embrace rf maybe he did get liposuction which isn't a problem but he did multiple things to achieve that result yeah Yeah. so you can't claim it's because of one thing yeah 
again, I think even with these advanced therapies that we're seeing, one modality is not enough. You no. really do need to combine them. No, not at all. It definitely is a multiple modality mm. for any treatment that you like. Think about even acne when you treat acne. It's multiple modalities. Like you'll do, you know, maybe dermapen, you'll do heal light, you'll do peels. Like there's multiple yeah. treatments to get that one result. It's just not a one size fits all or a one treatment fits all. Wow, that really took a turn, didn't it? it I just did. went back to our favorite approach. Yeah, like, well, no, I think it always comes down to that. And yeah. I think everyone needs to remember that it always is multimodality no matter what. Mm. All right, well, are we done? We're done. All right, well, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. All of the information will be in the description bar below and we'll see you in our next episode. Bye. I killed that. Did you see that? Did you hear that? I did. Oh, my God.